Hello, and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, episode 153. Ah! I'm Chris, and as usual, I'm joined by... Ames! Caitlin! And Jake! Ooh, I liked that. That was very musical. Felt that in my gooch. Yikes! Where is that? Between your balls and your butthole. Yeah, it's a a taint. Yeah, same. Or the there's gooch. Lo- fleshy fun. Oh, that's an actual thing? Yeah. There's lots of words for the gooch. The perineum, yep, the perineum is what it's actually yeah. called. Yeah. Sunning, that's a thing right now. I saw. Is Not it for though? me. I don't know. By the time this goes live, hopefully it'll be over. So Christ willing. Is, People are getting sunburns on their butt. This person on Instagram was talking about sunning their perineum and their their uh, vagina and stuff. Anyway. Wow. Well, yeah, vagina sunning has been a thing for a bit, I think. Today, we really don't want a fucking carcinoma down there. Today's episodes are... Progress and if wishes were horses. First up in progress. Bad title. Yeah, I mean, I get what they're going for, but Bajor has decided. Short-term gains are better than long-term thought, and are evacuating a perfectly habitable moon to tap its core for energy. That sounds like them. Yeah. But it turns out there's one grumpy old bastard and his two tortured, beyond the point of being able to speak, farmer friends... Who are living there, and Kira's gonna try to convince him to leave, and he's all like, I'm gonna be old and ornery and try to make you mad, and you're gonna see through me, and we're gonna kind of become friends, and you're gonna be all like, oh god, am I as bad as the Cardis now? And eventually you're gonna say, eh, fuck it, and blow up a kiln, and yeah, the old man leaves, uh, and Kira has had yet another crisis of faith, and now the planet is tappable. Crisis of Faith of the Heart. Tap that. Yep. And Tap in that. the... Moon. It's a moon. A moon, yeah, sorry. And in a B-plot... In the much moon. better B-plot. <laughs> uh, much better? You didn't like the main plot? I, I preferred the B-plot. In this one. I like them both. The B-plot is more fun, is the thing. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So in the B-plot... You know how Ames feels Nog Ferengi's his way into a hundred gross of... No. Is it 100 gross of Yarmok sauce? No, no. It's 100 it's gross like of self-healing symbol. So he went through that shitload of Yarmok sauce, which apparently Cardis can't get enough of. But pretty much every other species in the galaxy is like, this stuff is rancid. So Nog managed to get Quark to give it to him. And he wants to sell it, but ends up trading it for some self-stealing stem bolts, which he then ends up trading for some land somewhere on Bajor. And because Nog doesn't understand that real estate's a good thing, he's all upset. But then it turns out the government wants to buy the land to build a waste reclamation plant or something. It's and very of, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, and one of the four owners is the, what do they call it? The No... No No J... J. No J. Consortium? Yeah, the No J Consortium. So yeah, he gets to sell his land for some Latin, presumably. Assuming or Quark, which is all Quark, the boy ever Yeah, wanted. Quark probably Quark swindles them. spanks him until he stops. Yeah, No, swindles. he seemed really proud of him. Yeah, he sold it back I bet he didn't. I bet he didn't think he had the, yeah. the loans. No, give it all to Jake. Jake was the one who actually was was, yeah, speak, was, was thinking smartly sensibly. in this whole thing. Yeah, no, they, they, are, uh, yeah. they are an unstoppable duo. And that's our episode. Yeah, yeah. Nog has the lack of scruples, and Jake seems to have the baseline intelligence. Ah, uh, no relation. <laughs> mm, yeah, yes, Jake, were, no relation. They were they were modeled after uh, Milo Minderbinder from Catch Twenty Two fame. Oh, and his and his M M&M and M syndicate. 
So the Bajorans. <laughs> Those dicks. Really bad at this whole government thing. Because it's like, I think the problem is because the episode presents the fact that there is actually an alternative. To tapping the molten core of Gerardo? Yeah, because they mention that there is another method that would take longer, but would leave the planet habitable. So the image becomes one of... But it makes sense for everything we've seen so far, is that this is a move of political expediency. Mm -hmm. This is some minister. They think in a year we'll be killed by something. We might as well do it now. Yeah, so they're just like, we're going to do the thing we can do now, instead of a thing that's going to take a year. And also, you know, leave us a habitable moon. They have other moons. Yeah, but it's like, like, it's just, they are so short-sighted. They're doing a good job, the writers, of creating, like... A very deeply new and fucked up government that's just everyone is so busy trying to outdo one another and gain power. You know, some guy was like, I'm going to heat your houses with this space magic this winter. I swear it. And that's why it's like, gotta do it now. And so they do this whole eminent domain thing, which again, very short sighted because now you're ruining a perfectly habitable world. It's not, even, it's not very habited, habited though. No, but it, it sounds. What they, they gave the numbers like what, like hundred fifty people. people? Yeah. But what, what it is though is it in future once Bajor is stable. <laughs> in theory, <laughs> That's they could. Never they, let's pretend they could say start having people move to that planet if they wanted, or if they moon. really wanted moon, they could have you know they could set up a bunch of farms there to feed their screechy annoying populace. I'm also going to guess, though, that, like, the Cardassian strip mining of Bajor probably left them with few natural resources and sources of energy. Yeah, but all the the more reason, though, to not fuck up this planet. (laughs) But if they can get all their energy from the planet... Moon. Moon. But the thing is, though, they still could. But they're choosing to do it in the fast, destructive way instead of the let's wait one year and keep the moon intact way so that we could use it for more than... They're saying, like, we have this thing that could be energy and land and this. Fuck it. We're going to make it 100% energy. The the fact that they decided to include in this episode that there was another way, that it wasn't like we have to do this or we'll all fucking starve. Yeah. Or something. Or, like, you know, there was some kind of a calamity. It's like, we got to fix something now. We need to get this energy. The only way we can do it in the right number of, in the right time. Because, you know, the the guy, uh, Minister Toran, Mm -hmm. uh, who's overseeing the whole project, when Kira asks, can I have, like, another day to talk to Mullabach? Because he's building a fucking... Kiln. Kiln. Can we have another day to do that? And he's like, nope, we have to do this on schedule. We have a schedule to keep. We ha- we can't lose a single fucking day. Yeah, no, like, I'm sure he's the one that made big promises. Maybe this guy's <laughs> running for Kai now that now that uh, Okapa is dead. That's what I mean. Like, I, like... Well, she's not dead. I oh, think they didn't... She's she, out of the picture. I think, she and she no is dead. Rule. Yeah. She's, she's undead. I, I think... <laughs> Zombie Opaka. You know, the inclusion of that, the effect there was an alternative, I don't think is accidental. Mm. You know, I think it again speaks to the fact that Bajor is chaotic right now, and people are just thinking very short term. And it's just, it's a subtle sort of show-don't-tell of, like, Bajor's a mess. Yeah. It's just an absolute mess. It also... Have you seen their orbs? The <laughs> interesting thing about it, though, is, like, how much of a fucking jackboot fucking Kira is in this. Jackboot? Like, like, she just, you know... 
the fucking Gestapo going in and kicking people out of their homes, just blowing up their kilns. I know I had I had seen this episode before, and I'm reading the synopsis, and I'm reading the synopsis, and then the ending is she fucking coerces the guy into leaving and and like beams him away against his accord. And I, and I remember like, oh, she that's burns not how fucking I, house that's down. That's not how I remembered this ending. Yeah. No, I mean Fuck. like, like the, and I think that that's like that's a that's a, a Ryan Johnson moment right there. You know, we're we're led to believe that you know, oh, you know, Kira's going to do the right thing in the end. You know, she's she's an idealist. She has such a rapport with the guy. But then it turns out that when it really comes down to it, she's just going to toe the toe the line and do what she's told. Well, I think, which might be interestingly enough, setting up some interesting conflict for her in the future. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. A lot of stuff we've seen so far is about sort of her having to figure out who she is now that the war is over Mm. and it's like you know i'm not saying this is where i fall but i think in her mind the way she can justify to herself and you know any viewer's mileage may vary as to whether or not she's deluding herself or it's like yeah okay is the sort of vulcan view of the needs of the many you know it's like okay so this one guy doesn't want to give up his farm or we can heat a bunch of homes on Bajor, you know, and it is very also, much... Also, it's saving his specific life. If he stays there, he will die. If he leaves, he he'll, he'll be unhappy. No, he says if he leaves, he'll die. How would he die? Would he kill himself? Maybe. He's not like Opaka, who's tied to a planet and can't leave. You broken heart. I was kind of like, I've seen this episode before, and I always forget. This is another one which, it's a good episode, but it's not a very memorable episode, I don't think. Mm. Really? See, I really, I do really, really love the dynamic between Mullabach and Kira. Oh, me too. I love uh, that, that, you know, he calls her by her first name. I think this is the first we hear her first name in the series. So I've read. I kept wanting there to be more to this guy. Like... So did the writer. Like a dark secret of some kind, or not dark secret? Yeah, the writer of the episode, uh, Peter Allen Fields, is not at all pleased with how the, the character Mullerbach ended up being played. Because he hmm. says he should have been way more unlikable, he should have been way more adversarial, he should not have had, like, he should not have come across as, as at all empathetic. He should have been, like, and everything he should have been doing would should have been to manipulate Kira, not to kind of endear himself to her. And I'm like, that's... That's a, a bad episode. Di- very different Yeah, episode. I think it works better well, if you like the guy. Yeah, because yeah. then, then there's no conflict but if it, you don't like But him. it also makes it... It makes Kira that much makes, more of the asshole. Yeah, it makes it makes Kira's job harder because yeah. it's like, I, I have to save you, but I hate you. Versus, I have to save you because I think you should continue living. Yeah, no, this is definitely the more interesting version. I like, think so, where she Because again, she's so got too. a sort of like... You know, again, you, you know, it's up to each viewer sort of how they feel about what Kira has done, but it's an important moment for her, clearly, either mm-hmm. way. But you definitely do get the sense that this provisional government is doesn't have their shit together. They do not. And I think that's something that I wish we got more of, honestly. In this mm. episode or Just in general? In this episode, like, I wish there was more. Like, she's really only dealing with that one guy. Yeah. And his mute friends. No, no, I mean the, the, the government. The minister. The oh, minister. that guy, okay. You know. Dipshit. You know, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just kind of feel oh. like I wish I wish we got some more of the, like, the sense of this bureaucracy. If, you know, it could either be this one dude's pet project or it could be, you know, the entire disorganized government, like, not responding to the needs of their people. And yeah. Kira recognizes that, but then she doesn't. You know, she's like, well, yeah, they seem to be fucked up and don't know what they're doing. But I have orders. But I have orders. Mm-hmm. Got to burn down the house, blow up the kiln. 
Well, that was an interesting moment, too, when Cisco kind of says to her, like, listen, you used to be on the other side, but, like, this is your side now. You, you know, you have to go and do this thing. And Yeah. Yeah, his fate is sealed. Yours isn't yet. I mean, contrast this, honestly, with... I mean, I know there, it's a different situation because they're literally terrorists, but compare this with Ro mm-hmm. and what she did. With the Maquis? With the Maquis. Well, and what Kira sort of almost did with... Um, What's their faces that were Tana on the ship? Los? Yeah. yeah. The, those terrorists? Yeah. Well, these are, but they like, I mean, these, these situation here is uh, just further, further separating those characters, I think, that Kira is, yeah, she was the terrorist revolution person when they were fighting a foreign occupier, but now she's, she wants stability. She's, she's drank the Kool-Aid. And as much as like she's conflicted about that Kool Aid, like well, I don't know at the if, end I, of the day she's gonna drink it. I don't know if she's drank the Kool Aid so much as just like again, I think she's just so sort of desperate for there to be some kind of stability. She's willing to sort of delude herself because I, I don't think she's a true believer necessarily. I think that if anything, she believes this stage is necessary to get to an actual good stage. You know what pissed me off? So they're 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 evacuating the planet so they can do the whole core thing. And the, the planet core. The moon thing. Galorndon core? Moon core. And I realized, because there's a point where I think I think Molobok's like, listen to that, or something like that, and you can hear birds. And I, and I think he's going to be like, there's fucking birds here. This is this is my, my home. This is, you can't birds. hear anything else. And yeah, I, I, my thought was, they've, they're killing all the wildlife? Is there any conserv- conservationists out here helping? <laughs> no, it's Bajor. Yeah, Kill he- all the animals and crops that we could use. See, it's me. It's just nobody so wants those shitty roots. The roots <laughs> look like they were awful. I'm just oh saying. god! You know what else was awful? Was the uh, you could tell they were alien farm implements because they had weird things on the side. Oh yeah, they built them special for the episode because they realized, oh, this these people live in a in a make it yourself kind of a culture, so we have to make the things ourselves. <laughs> See, but they didn't look made themselves. Just like they took normal farm tools, oh, man, so but then added like an extra spike. I read that in the article that they were so proud of all the custom tools they oh, built. You know what they should sweeties. be proud of? Their fucking tiling technique. My god, what an inefficient sh- Like, honestly, I could have tiled that fucking thing in two hours. Oh, and the, I, the kiln? The kiln. The yeah, he's like, I've been tiling this for 300 hours. <laughs> my, my issue was that... He's an old man. That concrete clearly wasn't set yet you shouldn't be already lighting the kiln maybe he was trying to fire the concrete maybe it wasn't concrete maybe it was he didn't even fill in the seams before firing they should have they should have done the grouting they should have probably chopped some of the additional tiles to fill in the edges yeah large gaps probably should have oh yeah i mean Um, the thing is that was just that was him killing time that was kilning time yeah Yeah. I, i mean he knew he wasn't gonna win i like this is better homes and gardens corner because he, like, when she goes into the house to pack his bag, like, he already knows. He There's a shot where he's just kind of looking looking around in a very sort of wistful, taking a last look way. Had his friends already been taken off? Yeah, they, oh, they yeah. were they after, were taken after, away. After one of them bit a guy. Oh, yeah. that's right. They were and the other one stabbed him with one of those random trowels. Yeah. Yeah, also, that scene where they're taking her and he went kind of ballistic. Oh, yeah, that escalated quickly. Yeah, that was, like, really sudden. And then we heard his dream. So, mm. like, do we think that's actually about her? Do we think he once had, like, a wife and, like, he and wifey lived in that house and that's why he's being so protective? I don't know if they lived in the house. He may have lost her during the occupation. 
Yeah. Question about his friends, because they say that they, they do not speak um, because of the Cardassians. I assume they lost their tongues. I, that's that's what, what I, I assumed, asking. too. But they never showed us. No. All, all I know is, like, clearly whoever cast them was like, can we get people that kind of seem reminiscent to the American Gothic farmers? <laughs> yeah. They had that, yeah. just that drawn, sad, gray look that those two have. Which, you know, really probably isn't great for many roles, so good for them. Which I think those were actually just the artist's parents, weren't they? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't At the very least, he had models. I've seen the photo of the models with the picture. Oh, that's They look neat. much happier in real life. Ha! <laughs> You know what I really like was the tree story that Kira tells. Yeah, I thought that was clever. This ugly, ugly asshole of a tree who served me terrible roots. <laughs> he wouldn't leave. Play, playing his did story you, game. Did you cut it down? I don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I really I liked, liked that. that. And his house was incredibly flammable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it looked shit. like it was made of stone or something, but no. Also, <laughs> I, thatch roof. I don't know. Also, I, I, I think that was not the first time they did that shot. Because when you watch and she goes to light, you can kind of tell where she's going to light on fire. Because it looks like there's already some black some spots in a few places. And... Like they'd already done it once before and had to reset. Mm. Whoops. <laughs> Again, probably slightly less obvious on an old CRT in 1994 or whatever. But even without an HD remaster, just putting on a much bigger screen mm. 30 yeah. years later, you're well, like, oh, look at that. I wonder, sort of, I sort of also wonder, though, like if maybe what you were actually seeing was whatever accelerant they were using. Mm, could have been. Mm. I think they probably just had propane lines or something going through it. That would make sense. That's, yeah. something, or, that's something that you can keep consistent while filming. Yeah, and you can shut it off if it goes out of control. You, know, you don't you, you don't build the building out of flammable just, materials. You don't think they were just burning that fucking thing to the ground? <laughs> right. or, or it was just weathering and I just had All right, to take two, rebuild point. the house. That's oh, why. Man. That's why it took them so long to make the kiln. They kept burning the house down <laughs> over and over again. They kept actually blowing up the kiln. Son of a bitch! So we start this episode with with the B plot. I was gonna say a different thing. Oh, we start this episode with Dax and Kira in a shuttle together, and Dax telling us about how Morn asked her out. Oh, God, I forgot all about that. And and she pretended to not be interested when she's clearly very interested. Those, those five seven or, six or eight hair. little hairs are really cute. So, okay, I missed that it was Morn, mm. and I didn't bother going back, but I had assumed it was probably Morn because of the hairs on his face. Oh, I was like, that sounds sound like, like Julian. <laughs> no, Terry Farrell has said... Uh, that Dax wasn't really into Morn, but was just trying to get Kira to come out of her shell and talking mm. with her in the shuttle because mm. Kira doesn't really talk about this stuff. Or, yeah, much of anything I'd imagine. I, I do feel like in this episode and some of the episodes coming up that uh, Terry Farrell does start to come more into her character and her acting gets noticeably better. Mm, well, I think, and we'll get to that, but I, I have a thought behind that that remind me to mention when we get to If Wishes Were Horses. But yeah, I forgot about that scene somehow. I don't know how, because it's delightfully weird. Yeah. I'll just imagine, if anyone has as many stories as Dax, it's probably Morn. Mm. They could sit there and just trade stories all day. I don't know if I ever even realized that Morn could talk, because I don't... He's, he's never he had never, a line. He never shuts up. But that's like, he, we never see him talk, but people always reference him... Going on, yeah, we oh, know really? we know that he can and does talk because we've seen him in the background, like like having conversations, gesticulating. Mm. Yeah, supposedly he's very loquacious, but yeah, mm. we just don't see it. It's too bad. Good one and gay. It is. <laughs> but yeah, then we jump right into the B plot. Oh yeah, yeah, which is which again I think was a, was a pretty solid B plot. 
you know, it was a nice This was little, Jake and Nog. Jake and Nog. I yeah, I liked it too. It was a good little self-contained story. Nog is a terrible businessman. Yeah, he definitely... He Worst does, Ferengi. He definitely geez. doesn't have the lobes just no, yet. Not yet. Um, because, yeah. And he doesn't even have, like, the fact that he doesn't recognize that land has value. Exactly! Like, yeah. Like, land almost... Like, I was waiting for there to be a twist with the land. And my thought was either, A, seven whatever the measurement was, was going to turn out to be, like, a square foot. Huh. Or the land was going to be on the doomed moon. Mm. Oh, that'd be funny. That'd so be the, funny if that was the twist. That, like, yeah. oh, we can't do the thing because somebody owns all this <laughs> land on the moon and we can't destroy it. No! <laughs> that would have been, been great good, if they dovetailed that way. That would have been fun. Uh, or maybe or maybe our, our curmudgeon old man was just waiting for the deal to go through so he could screw somebody out of the land. <laughs> He's like, I need those bolts to build my new house, my new mansion. <laughs> uh, the self-stealing... Self, fuck. Self-sealing self stem, stem bolts. bolts. Jesus, there's a yeah, I love that. I love the little scene with O'Brien where, yeah. where they think that O'Brien knows what they are. Well, because well, why wouldn't he? Yeah. He's a bad engineer. Just no, no, you know what? He's a great engineer. He seals, seal, fuck, seals his own stem bolts. Jesus. <laughs> he sells seashells. I think he seals his own stem bolts quite oh. often. For just the saying. listeners at home, Caitlin made a masturbation motion. <laughs> um, Could you explain that? When, I'm not sure when, I know what you when. mean. I should specify the masturbation motion that would be utilized by a person with a penis. Thank you. That's about eight feet long. <laughs> Listen, um, if you're going to dream, dream big. Here, I will demonstrate. Yes. No, mm. call no, your I mom. Love, I, love Jake. <laughs> I love Jake pretending it wasn't all his idea to be at the stem, mm. stem bolt and being like, oh, I guess we should have asked the freighter captain what these stem bolts are for. Like, Jake, this is your fucking idea. Don't that's pretend like, it wasn't. That's one thing that annoyed me. It's like, how can we, how can we know what they are? It's like, do you people not have Wikipedia in the future? Uh, they can ask the computer. Yeah, the computer, computer will know everything. What the fuck is a self? self God damn it! Self sealing stem bolt. <laughs> bolt. Wow. Yep. There it is. So yeah, self sealing stem bolt. Of course. I'm also, like so. Okay. So the setup here is that the guy that they eventually did sell the bolts to for the land mm-hmm. had ordered them. Yep. But could not pay for them with cash money. Right. And Quark was like, "Fuck this noise. Fuck this but, dirt." And the, so the freighter captain, rather than just returning them to the manufacturer right because presumably what did he con- was it like purchase on consignment like how the hell like the freighter captain pretty much i assume it was just like fedex i mean courier. maybe that had been his well no he was i don't know it seemed like maybe his plan would have been to return them or whatever but unless he'd been bartering maybe i mean figure across systems maybe they fell off a truck maybe they weren't mm. legit oh shit mm. Hard to return those. Uh, but apparently he, he could do a lot with the yamak sauce. Yeah, yeah. Probably goes to Cardassian space a lot. I'm like, surprised that Quark wouldn't have thought about trying to sell it to the Cardassians. I like how they, uh, how they specify yeah. that this is the real stuff. It's not replicated. Mm, and, yeah. Like, there's value there. Yeah, that's true. Mm, to sell them one by one to Garrick over the course of 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> now, ironically, Garrick is the like one Cardassian who thinks yamak sauce is just vile. Yeah, no, I, I quite like the subplot. I do yeah, think fun. it was funny that, you know, Nog has no fucking idea how how value works. Yeah, and no. Jake, he's, who comes from a society with no money, yeah. is like, actually... Well, Nog, Nog is just too fixated to me. Like, the, the, the end goal is gold-pressed latinum. That's yeah. it. That's why Jake gets it. 
he's from a society without money. Mm. So he can understand the inherent value of a thing in a in a non-money term. That's what it is, Ames. I wonder, though, what the original value of the Yarmuk sauce was. Because they ended up selling it to Quark, the land, to Quark for five bars of gold-pressed latinum. Which is a good amount of latinum, though, as we've determined. Well, it's also, like, kid amounts of latinum. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, they think it's a lot. Like, how we, like, when you were a kid, 50 bucks was Right, that's what I wonder. Yeah, I was reading up on the uh, memory alpha just on gold press latinum. And there's many, many lists of, like, what people make over Mm. the course of of DS9. And I think one of the figures was Quark makes, in a day, about five bars of gold press latinum. Okay. So it's about his daily earnings, it sounds like. Okay. So it's probably several hundred dollars. Space bucks. Yeah. Because mm. there's bars and there's also sheets, I think, or whatever. There's slips. There's slips. There's slips. But then, so, I don't know. Is I a feel slip like, like a dollar? So we see, we've seen various sizes of bars because there's, there's like, there's some that are like, that look like they're about this big. So like ice cream sandwich size. Like ice cream mm. sandwich size. Yes. But then there's some that are about the size of ice a gold cake. bar. Like big. Yeah. Uh, and then there's some that are like little. Yeah. I wonder if it's based like an on, ounce of gold. I was gonna say I wonder if it's based on the different size. Remember we were looking up bars of gold last time, and we were like, oh, they have five point five ounce ones, and they also have yeah big fucking huge ones. I wonder if it's based in any way on that. Maybe, maybe, maybe. probably not. They probably just don't pay attention to how big they are each episode. Mm, possibly. But it would be nice if it was based in something. Yeah. yeah, it would be good. I wonder if anybody ever did like. Figure out the economics. Oh, I'm sure somewhere oh. did. There are books. I, I know for a fact there are books because I, mm-hmm. I watched an episode of Trek actually recently where, where they tried to explain it and just say, like, you can try. Here's the best we know. Mm-hmm. Trek actually. Is that like Love Actually? Uh, no. Is that like Well Actually? Well Actually. From a, so, from a well that's actually. much closer. Because <laughs> it's a bunch of nerds. Any final thoughts on this one? Because we should Nay. probably move on. It was good. I, I liked think, it. I, think yeah. that was good. Yeah. I liked. Yeah. I liked both plots. Oh yeah, and this is not related. We didn't in... dovetail, but that's okay. Yeah, it always happens. Uh, this is not related to the, the episode, but it occurs to me. You know, this of course because uh, we you know often record ahead of time. This is the first episode we are recording since the shittiest Trek weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lost DC Fontana, Renee Arbergenois, and Marina Sirtis' husband. And the yeah. week before that, we lost the guy that played Charlie X. Yes. No, that was all. No, that was this weekend too. Robert it wasn't Walker. over the weekend. It was. Oh, that's right. But it got announced. And just I think before. DC Montana was the Fontana. week before. All. What did I say? Montana. Montana. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Is it like Hannah Montana? Hannah Montana. God, I'm so sorry, DC Fontana. But yeah, so it, it was definitely a little sad seeing Odo show up. It's like, oh god damn it. Yeah. And like Aaron Eisenberg also yeah. recently passed. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was going to say that that's the guy that played Nog, right? Uh, yeah. He must have been very young. He was like 50s. Yeah, he's in his 50s. Oh, I'm he, surprised he, he's he was like he was like 26, 27. He was yeah, far older yeah, than Yeah, he's quite a bit older than than wow. uh, Sherlock Lofton. Yeah, he's also under a bunch of makeup, so. Yeah. 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 But, but he yes. has such a young voice. So that that is why we hadn't mentioned anything before now because you know, we were filmed well ahead of t- recorded well ahead of time. <laughs> Yeah. So, so Rip Odo. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. I was pretty bummed. Especially because he's like kind of fast becoming my favorite character on the show. So I was yeah. like, oh, well, this is a real kick in the nuts. Yeah. And we get to see him chase birds in If Wishes Were Horses. <laughs> and next week, you get to see a bird chase him. Ah! Yeah. Ah, good one. No, isn't, so, he, isn't he like shooing off a jackdaw or something? wasn't chasing. He was just going, go well, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, couple of, go on, go on. They claimed there was some sort of alien bird, but it's clearly an emu. Yeah, I have, yeah, I have notes emu. on the emus. They Good. are hilarious. 
Nice. I can't wait. They're so the silliest of birds after like penguins. <laughs> penguins. So if penguins. wishes were horses, we'd all have beggars a ride. would ride. How does this one actually open? Is that how it goes? Beggars if we, would ride. If, if if wishes were horses, beggars would ride. Because I've heard oh, if wishes knows. were fishes, something something. That's terrible. Yeah. Right, well, it doesn't do this, even do ride. Do a summary, Chris. Okay, yeah. It so, starts with Jake going to the holodeck to play baseball. Well, right. He's going to play baseball, and Odo is like... You're is letting that... him whore around in your holodeck He's suites? Like, no, no, the humans like wholesome shit, the losers. Um, <laughs> Except for that Bashir fellow. Yeah, and, he's, uh, and Riker. I just feel like <laughs> Bashir is just fucking just surrounded by Daxes. Hey, Ben, I well, stuck this bat well. up your boy's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So there's a bit of banter there about Quark wanting to expand to uh, offer family entertainment just like Las Vegas in the 90s. Then we cut to the O'Briens and they're telling... They're about to get Oh, I know. I don't want to think about it. Yeah, you do. Oh, you don't need another Molly. But before that, the current Molly sucks it they're, they're telling Molly the story of Rumpelstiltskin because apparently in the past 300 years, no one has written better children's stories. Well, I mean, how old are those stories, though? Yeah, they're dumb. We should have replaced them. We did. We wrote Jurassic Park. Yeah, but Miles anyway. is. Mo- Molly doesn't like the story of Jurassic Park. Well, Molly's wrong. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so he tells the story of Rumpelstiltskin, like, go to bed. He's like, I don't want it. Go to fucking bed. And then, yeah, they go off, and they're, like, implying they're going to fuck, which I just had to go vomit. Ready, ready for bed? Oh, only if you crawl in with me. <laughs> then she's like, the toy. Mommy, Daddy, he's in my room. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, eh. Daddy's about to get his dick wet. And then, yeah, Rumpelstiltskin's in, in Molly's room, and it's like, oh, what the shit? And it's the dwarf from um, Twin Peaks. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know... Don't forget uh, the Julian plot! <laughs> yeah, I was getting to that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Julian is like... Also trying to get his dick Horribly, wet. horribly badly hitting on Dax. As usual. And Dax Yikes. is all like, oh yeah, if I'm all that in a bag of chips, how can you keep hitting on all these other women? And he's all like, eh. But she's <laughs> just like, oh, he's so young, it's weirdly cute. And like, no, no it isn't. No, it isn't Dax. No, it's mostly uh, You're just still used to having been a horny old man. You'll you'll remember soon. Then Julian's in bed and Dax is like all over him. And Julian... I mean, Jedi is all over him, and and he is self-aware enough to assume something is wrong, and scans her, and is like, what the hell? You must be sick, this must be a fever. And then she's all, why are you fighting this? And he's like, why am I? And right before they can go to the bone zone, there's a, everyone get to the bri- uh, ops call, because O'Brien has brought Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> so they get there, and they're all like, what the fuck is this? And then another Dax shows up, and everyone's like, oh, the one with Julian's a fuck puppet. Um... <laughs> Oh, he brought his mind pillow to Ops. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and then it cuts back to Julian and he's just holding an anime pillow. <laughs> and uh, Jake has an imaginary friend in the form of Buck Bokai from the 21st century. Also a fuck <laughs> Buck Bokai in the 21st century. Because I, I have to give all credit to AIM. She put Buck Bokai, 21st century baseball player, and I made the link. I love it. Um, Thank you, Ames. And so, it's actually a Buckaroo Bonsai joke. Of course it is! God damn, that's obvious in retrospect. I don't know what a Buckaroo Bonsai is. A cult movie from the 80s starring Robocop. Oh, um, Peter Weller? Yes. Yeah, he's like an action hero. Anyway. God, Robocop's such a wild movie. It is. Um, we should do another 10 forward on it. That's yeah, fun. let's just do Robocop again. <laughs> Uh, that video with all the dicks. I just remembered all the dicks. So anyway, so meanwhile, you know they've been 
this all kind of started around the same time they noticed some kind of, what was it, neutrino buildup? Thoron? Thoron, or Thorian buildup in the area. And Jadzia's all, I think it might be some kind of anomaly. Uh, it's incomprehensible. And then the anomaly starts growing, and as it grows, it fucks stuff up on the station. It's snowing on Ops. It's snowing on Ops. There's there's snow. some, it's there's, snowing on the promenade. There's birds of both the literal kind and the quark wants to fuck them kind. Meanwhile, everyone's winning at Dabo, which makes Quark very sad. And He's it, like, no, lose! Yeah, everyone's imagination is running away with them. Odo imagines Quark in prison and is very happy. That was cute. That was great. That's probably the one I, the one element I liked. Yeah. And, you know, meanwhile, at one point, there's a meeting between the imaginary figures. And you're like, oh, they're imaginary. They're weird alien things. And, right, yeah, right before the anomaly can kill them all, Cisco goes... Oh, wait! The episode's almost over and we need to wrap this up! <laughs> We've imagined all of this. We imagined the anomaly. Stop thinking about the anomaly, everyone! Anomaly goes away. Kira's all, but these readings! He's like, Stop no! these monsters! One, two, three! Yeah! I don't know the rest of Oh my song. god, you're right! That's exactly what it is! <laughs> it's Fuck! That, it's that episode of Treehouse of Horror! Yeah, with the, with the, just, just don't look, just don't look, guaranteed void in Tennessee. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, so they stop imagining all the horrors and they stop. And then there's a last little meeting between Cisco and Buckaroo Bokai, who's all like, this is how we learn about your people. Bye! It's like, wait, 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 you were supposed to be imaginary! And what just happened? Episode. It's confounding. I'm it's... confounded by this episode. This... We tried to do like eight episodes at once and and gave all of them like the halfest of asses. I feel like this was their attempt to do... Where no man has gone... Well, no one has gone before? Is that the one where they go to, like, the edge of space and, like, yeah. Picard has tea with his mother? And yeah. It and feels like steps out of the turbo lift. Yeah, like, it's almost their attempt to do that. It's like... It's, it's rough, too, because I was reading on this, and they were so proud of, like, oh, man, we're going to do this thing well, where were, really. where mm. your imagination can run wild with you. And they're like, oh, wait, but we don't want it to be confused with that Moriarty episode where he comes out of the holodeck. I would not have... So let's let do less of holodeck. I mean, this is also a lot like Shoreleaf. It too. is. Yeah, that was going to bring is. that up. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, so they're like, oh no, we were so concerned about it being like shipping a bottle that we forgot and made it exactly the same as where no man has gone before, except the ending is confounding. Where no one has gone before. You're right, no one. Yeah, and it's just like, it's... This is definitely one of those, the show hasn't quite found its identity, so let's go to the TNG well moments. It's It doesn't work great. It definitely felt... Half-baked. Yeah, it felt like a TNG episode... Even even if it wasn't a direct lift of another TNG episode, I still think it. I had, expected the traveler to come and fix it, yeah, or at least it has, Wesley. It had the tone of a. It's not the kind. You see, I, that's something that I felt a lot with these early episodes. Is that they have this? You know, they're they're on the space station, so anything really bad that happens has to come to them. Mm. Yeah. You know, mm. on the Enterprise, it kind of makes sense that you're going to run into weird shit yeah. in space because you're flying around and you're encountering weird shit. But they're on the space station, so like everything weird that happens happens because something just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. Or came out of the wormhole. Yeah, mm-hmm. come out of the wormhole is a big one. And it's just, I don't know. And it just, like, I feel like what they really wanted to do was the writers are like, we only know how to make episodes where they encounter something weird. Yeah, they hadn't figured out how to like how to make space station episodes. Yeah, different. Like, and they they do have a few of those, but I think they're still working on it. Yeah, they're and again, on it's it. like it's like we say they they're clearly dividing their time here. Yeah, you know, you can tell they're kind of doing a couple shows at once, and yeah. But I have to say, in spite of that, I really do feel that this season 
overall has been pretty solid. It's a lot stronger oh, yeah. than season one of TNG. Definitely. Yeah, no, it, that's the thing. Is it definitely feels more like, say, season six or seven of TNG. Mm. Yeah, not Would, not the peak, but also not... Yeah, like, yeah. like I've been, I've been, I haven't, I've only been wowed so far by one episode. We'll probably talk about it in a couple weeks when we get to our, our tops and bottoms, which is coming yeah. pretty soon because it's yeah. a short season. There's Too so many, short a season. That's a terrible episode. <laughs> uh, but so far, like, so many of them have just been like, good. Good. Okay. Fine. Good. Eh. No. Bad. Eh. Good. Good. Yeah. And that's the, that's why I feel like a lot of the ones where I've had issues, it's mostly, it's very rarely been just like ah. It's been like <laughs> if they weren't working on two shows at once, they could have given this the attention it needed. Yeah. So to I think get that last pass. Yeah. I think on this one, the thing that I just want to fucking throw things about is how they wrap it up at the ending, where it's like if you if you want to do a no, where no one has gone before thing, go for it. I don't mind. That was a good episode. I'm sure you can do another do it do it yourselves good too. Whatever. But to have two different reasons why these things are happening mm. and have them both be right yeah. and cancel each other out but still both actually be what's going on because there's this whole oh it's our imagination thing. I don't know if Thoron waves had anything to do with it or not. That, or that was never, no, or if it wasn't a MacGuffin. But our imagination is doing all this stuff. It's snowing and there's emus. People are winning at Dabo. It's because we're imagining it. Magic. But also, when we stop imagining the when we stop imagining them, Rumpelstiltskin and Buck Bakai and fake da- and fake thirsty ass Dax go away. But then we also learn that they're actually real and they're aliens. And where the fuck did this come from? And like, which ones specific? Like, obviously, definitely. Were, were quarks fucking cum buckets? No, that's <laughs> that's Odo. Uh, <laughs> were, 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 were quarks ladies alien beings too I, I think so and I think they were also playing the birds because yeah. at one point they run off funny. and then the women come back and oh, we're looking all over for you but yes it is a vague right it's but like, who played each snowflake when it snowed exactly, the like, what is an alien entity and what is a result of their weird power and uh, yeah it's what? And like, were they able it. to transport Keiko and Molly onto Ops? They apparently were. They weren't actually Keiko and Molly. They were imagination Keiko and Molly. Yeah, no, I mean, really, the, these these aliens seem more like Q than mm. they do like random energy beings. Oh man, maybe they're uh, Trelane's people. Maybe. Trelane. The powers actually feel... Yeah, actually. Yeah. But they're clearly yeah. more... We've also we've also done the aliens pretending to be other people thing so quite many a times. lot too. So <laughs> yeah. that. I mean that goes back to the fucking Organians for God's sake. Yeah, but I also think you know I think a, they could have done more or less the same episode, and I think it would have been a lot better if it was like a holodeck malfunction. That, or even you if know, just Moriarty is here. Quark did a thing to upgrade his holodeck so that more people could play baseball. I mean, even if just happened. I think the main issue was even just, you know, Ames is kind of, I think what you said, sort of, was like, I just think the writers weren't too clear on what their own rules no. were. And even if, like, it still could have been aliens and whatever, but they just needed to firm up the rules. And yeah. it's clear that even the writers didn't know what exactly the rules yeah. were. Now, remind me, because when they have Thirsty Dax, mm-hmm. I'm going to call her Fax, <laughs> fake, fake Dax, and didn't they scan her or something and say she's real, or did something else happen? They, but that was the thing. They were... When they were there, they were real. Like, they weren't... They didn't but, know. also, if we want to really play this stupid game, and I'm I sorry do. for playing I it... I do want to play this stupid game. Julian wants her to be real. Yeah, that's true. But no, I mean... And I they were getting think, fake readings from other machines. Mm. 
the anomaly outside the ship was real. Yeah. Until they stopped believing in it. Like, it was it was going to destroy well, the station. Are you sure, though? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not sure, but I think that that was the idea was okay. to, that I think was that... Well, I think the anomaly... Everything that was happening was real and happening. The problem, Who was the man on fire? <laughs> Who was the fucking man on fire? I forgot about the fireman. That is You know that, like, like, Kira was riding up the elevator daydreaming about a man on fire... Well, she was, you know, she was in the middle of one of... Look, she doesn't talk about it, but once a day she has horrible flashbacks to the war. Mm. And she was remembering that time one of her friends was lit on fire by the Guardies. Yikes. That definitely, you know... That was really scary. Actually, that was a really scary part of this episode. That does, you know, again, this goes back to where no one has gone before, where the manifestations of your imagination were just coming real. Yeah. Wasn't there a man on fire in that one, too? There was was a fire fight or something? I think there was a guy who thought he was caught in a fire. Mm. And I I think they showed it from his perspective, and he was like, ah! And then they cut to outside, it's just him not covered in fire going, ah! (laughs) Well, somebody looks on confused, like, "Uh, Fred, you okay? Fred's I'm on fire! (laughs) Or he's covered in acid or something. I don't know. There's totally a guy who's like, ah, but it's his imagination. Hey, Renee. Renee. Oh, um, Picard's, Picard's nephew. nephew. Oh, sorry. I was thinking Renee oh, Aubergine. No, that's what confused. I was thinking too. Oh, no, I was no, like, no, talking about Renee, Renee Picard. Uh, Renee, yeah, you know, yeah, the one yeah. that dies in a in fire. In a fire, because his thought, father's thought, a fucking Luddite. I thought Jake was yeah. trying to summon a ghost. Yeah, I was very confused. <laughs> like, if we get the ghost of Renee Aubergine live here, he can Renee, explain. are you here? We are. That's what we would like to know what happened in this episode. Yeah. I'd like to think his ghost repeared. Renee, do you even, have any explanation? He's like, look, even I'm not entirely sure. All I know is one of those fucking geese almost gutted me. Emus. Was you said there, you had notes say, on the there emus? Yeah, the emus. I fucking love Memory Alpha. It's so ridiculous sometimes because some of the notes that are in, in, in Memory Alpha are just so fucking asinine. Like when you get to the end of a season, like this is the last appearance of so and so. It's like, yeah, because it's the last episode of the season. What the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, but the note in in Memory Alpha about the fucking emus is this is the only appearance of emus on Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking love that that was a note. I really hope. I'm not sure when exactly this is going up, but I don't think Picard will have aired quite yet. No, I don't think so either. But I hope in the first episode of Picard, we just see a shitload of emus. So many emus. So somebody has to go back and change that. Yeah, but the actual note about emus I have is emus are a pain in the ass to act with. That's not a surprise. Because they don't do what you want them to do. They just stand there like fucking emus. You don't say. Like, you know, there was the scene where they were supposed to be running down the hallway and they wouldn't run unless you... Shoved go them on now, man. Go on, like, manpower down the hallway. Move along, move along, move along. <laughs> so they actually had their handler dressed as a Bajoran monk handling the emus because they kept not doing fucking acting. Oh my god! I don't understand why it had to be fucking emus. Because it's ridiculous. It would have been hilarious if they were penguins. That'd be. It great. was good, anyways. I liked it. I liked the emus. Oh, they were yeah, but... mostly because I loved seeing Odo be like completely fucking yeah, collaborative. Like, but... like so, here's the thing, right? In the original series, there was the dog that had the split personality. Mm -hmm. And they took a real dog, but they put, like, horns and kind of tried to make it look like an alien. Yeah, it didn't quite work. It didn't quite work, but it was... It was clearly a dog in a costume. They made an effort, and they get points for effort. Are you saying you wanted them to dress a dog like an emu? No, I'm saying they should have put, like, made the emu look more alien. Well, that's true. And we saw a Targ once, and the Targ had extra accoutrement. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, or, like, you know, when Spot... 
de-evolved into <laughs> literally an iguana with, a, the, with her collar. Um, as would happen because yeah. that's how we all know that. Because you're right though, because they, they're not emu. They are Odo something says or other. They, they're some alien. Jackdaw? Okay, an alien He does jackdaw. call them a jackdaw, and I was like, jackdaws are small. So, yeah. Odo so is dumb. They at least should have put, like, maybe, like, one of those Las Vegas pigeon hats on them. Uh, oh, one of, the, one of those cowboy hats? Yeah. Somebody's been going around putting cowboy hats on pigeons and I'm for it. I mean, as long as it's not hurting them, I'm happy. Well, he is hot gluing Someone just had, heads. like, a hookup with an emu farm. Is it hot glue? It was like, no, no, I was kidding. Hey, I, don't think he's actually, I hope he's not actually putting any glue on their head, but that's awful. The article I read, you know, there was actually one who's from specifically, like, a, a pigeon-like sort of... Um, and they're like, pigeon... Appreciation group? Well, like, a, a pigeon-like, you pigeon. know, rescue and oh, okay. help group. Oh, that sounds like your dream job. Yeah, I love pigeons. Um, no, you do. But this, you know, even she was like, oh, that's cute. And I was like, oh, wait, though, how are they getting them on there? And like they're concerned, they're hoping they're not glued, but they're they're, they're trying to find them can't to they, make sure that can't they just capture one of them? They haven't managed it yet, or no. at least as of press. I don't know time if you've heard this, but pigeons can fly. I mean, somebody <laughs> had to have yeah, captured them these... to get the hats on, though, That's right? Like... Yeah, but you're not going to fall for that dirty trick twice, are you? <laughs> that motherfucker glued hats to them. No, those pigeons happen. are like finally the sun's out of my eyes. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I hope so. I hope it's not fucking them yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, there, really there was concern it could be fucking with their navigation or this or that, but they seem to be getting around okay, so I choose to believe they're happy with their little hats. But I do want to know how they're staying on. I hope it's not glue. That would really ruin Maybe it for me. Maybe they're genetically kind of engineered to have heads that look like cowboy hats. It's true. That's just <laughs> that's their actually, natural that's all it is. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, sorry, bird hats. I'm gonna change. The, I'm gonna change the su- change the subject to Rumpelstiltskin. Ugh. And Forskin. where and where Rumpelstiltskin came Forskin. from? Uh, because originally the <laughs> script was written to for O'Brien to be telling his daughter a leprechaun story mm. until mm. Cole Meany complained Good. and said, "No, I am not fucking doing that. That is that is." Against Irish. I already people. had to be in the up the long ladder <laughs> episode. That's exactly what I was about to say. You're not making me do it again. So they went with Rumpelstiltskin, and then the the actress who plays Molly start was deathly afraid of Rumpelstiltskin <laughs> ever after. He was creepy looking. I don't blame yeah, he her. Was, he, the makeup he job was good. Children. Yeah. I don't see the problem here. The poor bitch mm. needs so much therapy. Look, I'm not just a fucking extra anymore. I get to have some fucking say, and I'm not doing a leprechaun story, you racist fucks. Jesus. Jesus. Uh, one thing, though, speaking of Jesus, is uh, I feel like Rumpelstiltskin's accent was all over the place. Like, it felt like sometimes he was trying to do one, and other times he couldn't be asked, and other times he was kind of trying. It was just, it was a mess. Yeah, that actor has been in a bunch of stuff. It's like I said, he was, he was in Twin Peaks. Hmm. Um, See, I kind of wasn't sure who it was. I was wondering if it had been. He's, also, he's, under, he's under a ton of makeup. Yeah, he was in mm-hmm. Carnival too. Oh, okay, that's right. That's right. Carnival is good. Very short-lived. Yeah. I wrote in my in my notes. Jesus Christ, Molly is small. How is it possible to, for for a child to be that small? <laughs> Molly. <laughs> I mean, at least she's aging at a normal progression for human beings. Yes. Compared to say Alexander, <laughs> who just. But he's a Klingon. He's only. Three quarters Klingon. Who's Alexander again? Yeah, good point. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of like Worf is a bad dad memes. Those are fun. Oh, they're all great. They're like, he's the worst dad. I was like, I mean, is he the worst dad or is Alexander the worst son? It's important to see mm. all angles of these things, you know? So I did look it up. As of recording, DiMaggio Street does in fact still actually stand. 
Oh, does it? I meant, yeah. to, I meant to look it up and then didn't, and then erased it from my notes so I wouldn't have to look at it. <clears throat> and wrote a different thing about the about Buck Buck Bukai. Mm. Um, Sounds like Buck Bukai. Because they did reference that there was that I think he's either he's either referenced as a baseball player or well referenced by name in The Big Goodbye. Hmm. As something that was happening at that time, what but is also the big goodbye again? Is that that was a holodeck episode with Picard? Ah, uh, doing his. Um, I was thinking of the long goodbye. Isn't uh, that that Elliot yeah. Gold movie? Yep, it's a Philip yeah, Marlowe doing, doing story. his detective story. Um, um, well, then that makes sense, and that's a great. It's a great episode. I like the little touch though that um, he's supposed to. You know, he's the, one of the greatest baseball players that's ever lived. And his biggest game, the World Series, was in front of 300 people. Yeah, because he's there when the game was dying. Because people finally realize how also, fucking awful baseball is to I also, watch. I also imagine that the, that the quality of baseball player has just gone downhill so far. And that's the only reason he, he, he has the record for two runs now. Because <laughs> right. everyone just sucks at it now. Well, the other thing, too, is like... He got. He didn't look too terribly athletic to me. No. He looked like a pitcher, not a batter. He kind, he looked like a pitcher. He looked, you know, he looked like he looked like a nineteen teens baseball mm. player. You know, the the fat chain smoking man. You know, yeah, like, pitcher. Well, Babe Ruth was not a not as no. As I, a I, fill I mean, fiddle. In, the, in the current league. Oh sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he definitely. Roger Clemens was. Yeah, I was gonna say Roger. Yeah, he was a Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, you yeah. know, guy. Yeah. But uh, definitely not a hitter in today's league. No. no. So yeah, I, I buy that that the quality of players has dr- drastically diminished, so that you know this this dad bod guy can <laughs> can you know <laughs> beat records. Although according to Memory Alpha, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what their source is on this, but apparently, uh, even though they are accurate in that, yes, as of right now at least, Demanjo Street does still stand. The London Kings are supposed to have existed since 2015. And the last World Series will be in 2026. And unfortunately, I don't think we're on track for that. What's What's really funny is that, I mean, I, I, I'm sure there are professional baseball leagues that exist in Europe and England and such that they're just, but they're, they're probably, they're not at the level of Major League Baseball. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. it's like how the United States has a soccer league. I mean, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm sure, no, but. I'm sure there are professional. I'm pretty sure every country must have a professional or semi-professional. I don't know if ball league. Australia has a professional hockey league. Well, this is I don't know. Like we introduced baseball to Japan, and it's big in Japan. Mm-hmm. I don't really know if Europe ever. I don't got think baseball it's big in Cuba. Cuba I don't think isn't it's, it? Yeah, it's also? in South America. Yeah, South America. South America I, I think like in England. I was saying to somebody recently actually. Uh, England's already got cricket. They're like. Look, we already have a very boring ball and stick game. You yeah, can keep your baseball. The, the, the rules are incomprehensible. <laughs> mm, so is baseball. Oh, you got another century. What? <laughs> no, but I was going to say that uh, I think it's it's probably far more likely that the the you know Great Britain or uh, I should say United Kingdom is probably going to get a um, fucking professional American football team before they get a professional major league baseball team that is true because apparently so i i was reading about this recently that i don't know if they're still doing it but at one point the the nfl was doing a few games a year like ex- exhibition games i think that they london. had one yeah. there london. when i was there the first time and apparently they were huge like fucking brits love they've, american football they've done at least one a year for the past several years we actually last time the one time i went was not the same week as the game but it was either like just after or just before 
And one of the streets leading up to Piccadilly Circus was just all done up with American flag and NFL bunting, and it was really fucking weird. It's like, wait, I what? Just, I just really want... I was getting away from this shit! I want there to be the London Lobsterbacks, and I want them to fight the Patriots. That's that's fair. And I want the Patriots to kick their ass. According to Wikipedia... Just like in history. According to Wikipedia, there is a... Spill their tea. British Baseball Federation. It's a minor sport in the United Kingdom. has about 3,000 participants. That's still much more than I would have expected. Yeah, yeah. Britain doesn't have that many people. So when you when you adjust for what sixty million people, I mean, there's such better sports to be into than baseball. Well, that's true. They got rugby over there. I love rugby. Yeah, but yeah, I got to see a rugby game when I was there the first time. Uh, Anyway, sorry, we've gotten really off course talking about baseball. Baseball, more like boring lanes ball. Foosball is the devil. Oh, what I was going to say about things. Things. I, I kind of wonder if, you know, saying that, that you know, Terry Farrell's, uh, you know, working better. I kind of wonder if part of it was, like, being able to play alternate decks allowed her to better find regular decks. I don't know. I thought the, the, I thought the editing of the double deck scene was garbage, though. That's oh, not her it fault. was pretty yeah, bad. Like the, yeah, it's not her fault. But it, it just meant that, you know, one would talk. And then stop talking. And then there'd be a weird pause. And then the other one would talk and be like, oh my god. I mean, that's not so much the editing. That's more just how they film. Because they have to film it with the timing. They can't, they can't cut slivers out? I mean, were they both on screen at the same time? No. They, they would, they would, one would be on, you know, in a complete shot. Oh. And then it would be a cut. And then they show the other one in a different oh, shot. I didn't pick up on this. Yeah, I think there was, yeah, in that case, they could have cut it better. I think there's maybe one shot they were in together, and I'm not sure if either of them had any lines during <laughs> it. There was a lot I know that were one would be looking over everything from the background a lot. Yeah. You know, when I was a little kid, I thought that the scenes in Back to the Future 2 where Marty is at the dance, mm. and he's also playing at the dance, the two Marty scenes, my parents are like, I was like, how do they film it? And my parents are like, how do you think they film it? And I was like, I bet you they put a costume on a mirror. <laughs> they just somehow filmed it that way. Oh, that's really It didn't cute, even occur though. to me that, like, they, like, it just, it doesn't occur to the mind of a child yeah. that, like, there could be editing. Camera or tricks. Tricks or, like, body doubles. How, how old were you? I was probably five when that movie came out, so okay, probably about yeah. that. Yeah, it was 89, so... Yeah, well, so I was even younger. Yeah, I mean, when you're little, you have all sorts of stupid beliefs. I thought all television was live, and they had to... <laughs> like, even the commercials. Great strain on so the I animator's thought, wrists. Well, yeah, except... Somehow I could comprehend that, like, cartoons weren't. <laughs> but I think maybe I thought the voices were live? I don't know. But I thought, so I thought certainly all live-action TV was live. How do reruns work? And that they would do... Like, they were actually... Every time you saw an ad... It was being done again live. Like oh, they just no. had the whole ad on standby. Like all the actors, all the props, just like, yep, okay, we're gonna be on again in about twenty minutes. You take a break. Well, that's like you know, in the in the you know fifties, you know, they would do live. That's true. Yeah, just like they do on radio. But they all, yeah, they they Blue wouldn't coal, be. Blue coal, natural anthracite, clean yes, that, anthracite. I was quite anthracite. tiny when I believed that. I very quickly 
learned how things work. See, that's the but... funny thing. I was, I was talking with somebody recently about how it, it, children have, like, these imaginations that are just, like, fucking insane. Like, they can imagine fucking anything because they don't have the bounds of reality to contain them. Yeah. They're also idiots. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I was even thinking, like, is Rumpelstiltskin Molly's imagination? Mm. Or, or, or Miles's? And I think it's Molly's. Mm. Actually, yeah, I'd buy that. Then why is he hanging around with Miles? Because Molly sucks. Yeah. Also, he doesn't realize it was Molly that summoned him. Also, he knows he has to get in with Daddy to get the child. Also, Molly sucks. To be sucks. fair. No, he still wanted Molly. Yeah, that's because his job. Yeah, that's that's for labor. That's the child thing. I, I labor. Like maybe that was the issue. Was this, maybe in some ways it just didn't go big enough. Maybe they should have gotten some kids to come up with scenarios for them. Because like all they really had was imaginary Dax, Buck Bokai... Some floozies for Quark, some snow indoors, emus. and some emus. And a flaming man. Oh, yes, and the man on fire. I really, I, well, I really liked the emu. Oh, they were adorable. Oh, and then, but... and then also, oh no, the nebula or whatever, or oh, like, yeah. the, the, what's it in the, in, the, in the sky is going to murder us. The, uh, the, yes. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, well, speaking of anomalies... We're actually pretty anomaly. close to... Uh, yes. Anomaly. Anomaly. Actually, you can kind of look like a guy. Big shaggy beard and hair. It's true. Don't have weird butthole eyes, though. You do have brown eyes, though. You my brown eyed girl. Anytime I hear that song, I think of you, babe. You know it. All right. Well, uh, the anomaly that I was going to reference was that we actually kind of ended right about on time, only within five minutes. We, 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 we we're only five some. minutes over. Well, we've likely I'm cut just, some, I'm just, so. I know, but I'm just saying. It's, we've editing. come close. There'll be some editing. I'm just saying. Yeah, he'll cut, it's unusual he'll cut for us to do saw. this well. Mm-hmm. He better not. Don't fuck with my art, Warren. <clears throat> What's that face you're making? You look very upset. Uh, I was being threatened. Oh, I didn't mean it. All right, uh, so next week, uh, just to change things up, we're going to cover two episodes of Deep Space Nine. Uh, The Foreskin? The Foreskin. I know, that's awesome. For some reason in my brain, Jake was reading this, and I was like, Jake's going to read this as Foreskin, isn't he? (laughs) Well, he did, except he's me. Um, The the Forsaken. You're right, Jake? God, Jake, we're the same person. Anyway, next episode, The Forsaken and Dramatis Personae, 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 Personae? What does Person, that say? Person A. Personae Person 5. Dramatic people. Yes, dramatic people. But if in the meantime, uh, if you like what you heard, you can find us wherever fine podcasts are sold. We are on SoundCloud. We are on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcast, I think is right. Play. You can Apple Play Podcasts. Wow, it does. It gets harder We're on where you sti- do it. Stitcher. Stitcher. I said that. Yeah, that was the second thing I said. I started using Stitcher recently. Did you? Are we on it? Uh, I wasn't using it to listen to this fucking <laughs> bullshit. No, <laughs> Chris, don't give me that face. I listened to our bullshit on SoundCloud. Like a true fan would. I don't know. Anyway, um, no, I started using it because the one play app or whatever the hell I was using, like, suddenly the feed for Small Town Murder got fucked up, and I was like, well, then I can't use this garbage anymore. Small Town Murder. It's really good. I like it. Anyway. Wow, that that, uh, that service has lost all of their their subscribers now. Thanks to Caitlin. Well, if you want to know which one to boycott, let me just pull do, it up really uh, quick. Do, one cast. Fuck that shit. I just use uh, Podcast Addict. That's, that's what I that's use. my top, top choice. Is that the orange one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like that one. It doesn't have what I want half the time, I think. 
I'm ready. Anyway, I, let's, had, let's, listen, let's finish I've our had thing. problems. So, if you'd like to follow us, you can do so on Facebook by searching A Star to Steer Her By. You can find us on Tumblr and Twitter as at SSHB Podcast. You can visit our website, sshbpodcast.com. Hashtag what? Hashtag Star Trek or something. Nice. <laughs> Jake's like a really bad teleprompter. <laughs> you want a teleprompter that says nice after you say the right thing? <laughs> Honestly, Trump probably has one like that because he's such a fucking twat. Anyway. Um, implying he knows how to read. Yeah, I, know, I was just kidding when I said that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, check us out there. You can find our sometimes essays and sometimes fan fictions. And yeah, like I said, we'll be back next week. Two more episodes. For now, I have been Caitlin. I'm Jake. This has been Chris. And this is always Ames. Self-sealing stem bolts. Oh. And his and his M&M syndicate. I didn't you know, even think of that. I had an M&M syndicate once. It sounds delicious. I did. It does sound delicious. I, um, oh, so yeah. there was a, uh, this is, this is, is this a story. Is this is a true story, like actually. Black? So doing, when, when I was in, I want to say I was in eighth grade, they did, they were doing a play, the eighth grade play, but there was no auditorium in the middle school where I attended. So they, they had rented out the, the auditorium in the high school and I wasn't in the play. Did you pay for that shit? Well, no, they, they, they just, it was. The schools just were like, yeah, come do the play here. I was the spotlight operator. Ooh, I opted spot once. It was terrible. And there was there was me and uh, another girl that were doing it. And uh, we were goofing around and we found several cases of... Yamak sauce? M&M's. Mm. Peanut M&M's. You Ooh, traded them up And we found them in like this dingy old closet that looked like it hadn't been entered in years. So we're like, fuck Yeah. So we had ourselves a little. You had a tingling in your lobes. We, our, we had a tingling in our lobes, and we were and we we set up. We were selling the 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 M and M's. We even got other people to like run them for us. <laughs> uh, wow! We'd, we'd like toss. How did you we'd, pay them? We'd toss them off of the balcony down to like our guy down below who'd like bring bring them around and bring us back the money. We had a whole fucking thing going. Wow. Jesus Christ, you're more Milo than these two. And then um, more Milo. And then it went all went really well for for like a week, and then people started getting deathly ill from the three year out of date. No, M&Ms. because it turned out that they weren't three year out of date M and M's. They were M and M's that had been stored for the fundraiser. So you know, of course, they they went missing, and people started asking around. And people kept seeing everyone eating M and M's. And of course, it got back. It's like, oh yeah, Jake and Steph have been selling these. And um, oh no! So like, the teachers like, listen, you know, if you pay back the money and you write a, a letter of apology. How the fuck were you supposed to pay back the money? You were fucking kids. Right. Well, not just you that. Were selling... We were we were selling them for less than they were worth. Because the cost to us was zero. Right. It was pure profit. So, yeah. So, like... Yeah, you could have done what not did and says, hey, we'll just sell it at, at a discount because so, it doesn't make a difference. Um, so, uh... What's that? You don't have gold press I, for that um, <laughs> How about some dirt? So, you know, of course, I kind of got saddled with the... Bill? With the bill and with the writing the letter. Why well, thanks she a lot, Steph. I don't know. It's fucking Steph. She screwed me on this. Those feminine wiles. Did it? Did um, he he's a pushover. No, yeah. 
Well, no, she just like ghosted, and she was like, "I'm not, I'm not involved in this." She is, she's I, I don't, I, I, she like, she played the whole like, I, I really, I really, I knew it was happening, but I wasn't really involved. And I'm like, "Bitch, that dirty please. bitch, that um, mastermind." And Jake. then, um, and like, and his so I had to write this fucking letter. I had to pay back money. It sucked, but I didn't get in trouble. They didn't tell him my parents, so that was nice. Uh, and then, like, years later, you know, I saw her again, and she was like, hey, remember our little scheme? And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> you were like, yeah, remember how you Now, have you feelings? ever told your parents, or is this how they're finding out? I, they don't listen to the podcast, so it's good. Oh, they, okay. Didn't bad. they used to? No, I tried to get them to, but they... They they, they, they got they, sick of hearing me <laughs> say, touch dicks. It, yeah, it would exactly. be great if this is how they find Maybe Make this the one episode they listen to. It's like, just trust me, guys. Yeah, and then the, and then the balance in the checkbook. Yes. No. No. 